Morning, everyone. Welcome to the Day Fox Home Remodeling Show. Really glad to have everybody tuned in this morning to start off this Sunday morning. And Jamie, I'm sure we got a great show in tap this morning. You betcha. On tap, I should say. Yes. Not in tap. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do we do anything in tap? No. I don't know. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> okay. So I do want all of our listeners to know you can reach us by email. Uh, Dave, no. Info at Info DaveFox.com. Okay. It's a good thing we got Jamie here this morning. <laughs> <clears throat> and our website is DaveFox.com. That's right. Yep. Reminds me, our very first website address was dfcon.com. Oh, construction. Isn't that intuitive? No. No. <laughs> it took me a minute. D-F-C-O-N? The, the Dave sought. The Dave Fox site was taken. Oh. This is way back in the dark ages of yeah. the internet. So DFCon for DF Dave Fox Contractors. And we talked to uh, this this woman was going to a seminar on websites and stuff, and I told her what ours is, and she says, that is ridiculous. <laughs> she <laughs> said, you'd be better off to spell out DaveFoxRemodeling.com yeah. than, than DFCon because it's so unintuitive. But yeah, for sure. Over time, I was able to buy the Dave Fox name and... Ever since then, it's been really easy. That's good. I know. I remember at one point we looked into the phone number, like six one four Dave Fox. Yeah. And um, it's taken. But yeah, people want a lot of num- a lot of money for silly things yeah. like that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if they have your phone number and think you want it. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. No. All right. So today. We're going to talk about do's and don'ts for small spaces. Okay. And how they can make or break a design. All right. Because we want to make it, not break it. That's right. Small spaces can be tricky. Oh, yeah. You got to fit a lot in. I think, too, even just like of a small kitchen. All the same stuff has to go in there. (laughs) But, you know, back in my designing days, um, I love small spaces because they're challenging. Mm Mm-hmm. But you usually, I mean, you have to be creative and you can come up with some unique ways to really take advantage of space. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, I mean, it's like a puzzle, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of mind. If you like doing puzzles, if you like playing Tetris, Mm -hmm. small spaces can be very fun to work in Yep. when they're done well. Mm -hmm. And when they're not done well, they can be very unfun to work in. Yes. (laughs) And I know a lot of people are living in spaces like that and that's why they call us to come and fix it. Yeah, I know. I I wish I had the stats on how many of our calls are based on function versus how many of our calls are based on design. You know, how many people just want a visual update versus how many people oh. their space just is strictly not functioning. Yeah. I would say most of the time it's a combination of the two. Yeah, I think so. Um, but function can be the sole purpose of mm-hmm. someone's call. And, you know, somebody will think about something like that for years, mm-hmm. but it's when some stupid thing happens like the refrigerator breaks. Yeah. Or... Something goes wrong, mm-hmm. and that's like the little straw that breaks the camel's back. And then they say, oh, let's just go ahead and do all the stuff we've been thinking about for years. Yeah, I mean, and it makes sense, too. I think, you know, if you have a cooktop, for example, or a built-in microwave or whatever it is that goes bad and you have to replace it, you're either to get something specifically to fit in those parameters that you currently have, if you're planning on remodeling, it typically is what yeah. kind of pulls the trigger on the remodel because there's no sense you know, buying a new cooktop if you really want the big yeah. range yep. in yep. your next remodel, so. Okay, so the next go. time your range breaks, call Dave Fox Remodeling and we'll remodel your kitchen. Yes, all around that brand new range. That's right. 
Just for you. <clears throat> okay. Right. So do's and don'ts about designing for small spaces. Yes. So start with a do. Okay. All right. So des design around your needs. Yeah. So you definitely want to design around your needs. Um, this is where I think a small space, especially your needs, take precedent over your wants um, and things like that. So you got to kind of prioritize what your needs versus your wants versus your wish list items might be. Okay, so with a large space, you could probably get your needs and your wants. You'd have room for it. Yeah, If you have absolutely. the budget for it, you can yeah, do it. There's I no mean, constraints. Exactly. So if you had a kitchen and you wanted double ovens and, you know, a cooktop and a built-in microwave and an ice machine and my wife had all three, the things. My wife had three ovens in one of our kitchens. She loved it. That's a lot of ovens. Yeah. I would like to be in a position that I never have to cook that much, that I need three ovens. <laughs> she loved cooking and she loved three ovens. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, if you have them, use them, right? <clears throat> yeah. But in a small space, you're probably not going to get three ovens. No. Um, but there are definitely things that you can do. Um, every small room comes with a distinct challenges and, and assets. And when it comes to outfitting a home, each person will have unique ideas about how the space should look and function. Um, and that home's attributes mm -hmm. um, and specific things can be kind of taken into consideration with the design, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's important. The attributes of the existing house, and that encompasses a lot. Uh, you know, each house has <clears throat> its own character, its own charm. Hopefully it has charm, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, so you want to play off of those, the things, the nice features of a home. Yeah. Uh, so you have a consistent look throughout. And that's part of the fun of design, too, because not only are you, may you be dealing with a small space, uh and finding the needs of the homeowner and trying to get those in there, but also to make it in a tasteful manner that complements the rest of the house. Yeah, absolutely. I know we're actually going out on a photo shoot next week for a fairly small kitchen uh, downtown. So a small old home. Mm -hmm. And it was very <clears throat> important to these clients, not only to be very budget conscious, but conscious of maintaining the integrity of the home mm -hmm. and some of the historic attributes to that home. And one of those things that they did not want to mess with was windows and doors. Okay. Um, so in a really small kitchen, to leave this big window was a challenge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and to find, honestly, the hardest thing in the design, and you could tell it was the hardest thing in the design because of the way the kitchen was, the existing kitchen was laid out, mm -hmm. was where to put the refrigerator. Mm -hmm. And so they ended up um, utilizing a 24-inch tower uh, Sub-Zero Tower oh. as a refrigerator so it fit between the window and the wall okay. just perfectly. Yeah, And, you know, that sort of before they had the French door kind of bigger refrigerator, mm -hmm. I'm not sure, whatever the standard size, and it was kind of separate from the kitchen, yeah. not built into the cabinetry at all and just yeah. totally separate. And even just that little design change and element in that small space freed up so much space in the mm -hmm. kitchen. And it completely transformed the way the kitchen functions and flows. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're kind of, if you're using window openings and door openings as a, they can't be touched item in a small space that makes it even, that compounds the difficulty Yes. <laughs> because a window or door in the wrong place can really mess up a design big time. Yeah. And this window was definitely in the wrong place, mm -hmm. but once everything was designed around that, mm -hmm. um, and put together in a way that made sense, 
it doesn't feel like it's in the wrong place anymore. Yeah. yeah. Thank goodness really for cool. Sub-Zero and their 24-inch tower. Tall unit. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And it's pretty. So win-win. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but absolutely. So definitely design around your needs. You know, the refrigerator, the sink, the dishwasher. Um, that can be a really big challenge in a small space, getting the sink and dishwasher somewhere that makes sense because mm-hmm. um, it can take up a lot of space. You know, those items have to be together. They're yeah. kind of like a married couple. They got to yeah. go together. Yeah. Um, and finding a spot for them in a in a functional way mm-hmm. uh, can be challenging. Yeah. Or in a bathroom. You know, uh-huh. you've got uh, different fixtures that uh, some take up more space than others. Or, you know, making an efficient bathroom layout is important. Yeah. And a lot of times it's a trade-off. You know, do you want the tub and shower or do you want the double vanity? Mm-hmm. You know, if you can fit one or the other, great, but you're not going to be able to fit both. Okay, which one's yeah. more important to you? And kind yeah. of deciding on what your true need is. Do you need the bath or do you need the second sink? Mm-hmm. And figuring out those elements. Yeah. So uh, in bathrooms, you know, there's, there's space is usually uh, an issue in laying things out. And tubs and showers take up probably the majority of the space. Mm-hmm. Um, so clever ways of doing that and all different shapes and sizes of tubs and showers definitely help add a little flexibility there. Okay, so you're listening to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. We're going to be right back after this break. Welcome back to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. This morning we are talking about do's and don'ts of small spaces. So I think most people somewhere in their house have a small space to contend with, right, Jamie? Yeah, I would say so. There's always one room you wish was a little larger. Yeah. No matter how large your home is. So if I think the Clintonville homes, there's a lot of small spaces in those. Mm-hmm. Back That was in the era where small spaces were the norm, right? Yeah, and everything was really kind of compartmentalized yes. too. Mm-hmm. So some of those designs, we definitely need to you know, implement some really creative thought mm-hmm. into small spaces and make sure that we emphasize the important features like what you mentioned uh, in our first segment where... Designing around your needs is so critical. So <clears throat> needs and wants, uh, you know, I think any design is going to be some series of compromises. Usually. Yeah, there's especially usually, with remodeling. Yeah, there's usually not the ideal situation for everything that you want, right? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be some compromising. But that's part of the design process. And really, our ability to show clients different options, different plans while we're trying to incorporate all their needs and whatever wants we can get in there, then they can look at different options and they're in the pilot seat, they're in the driver's seat. So we just inform them and they can make good decisions then. Yeah, absolutely. And this next one is a don't um, and doesn't necessarily pertain too much to what we do, but with your furniture in a small space, you it's common um, for people to just want to kind of push everything up against the walls to maximize the space. Mm -hmm. But you actually don't want to do that. You want to create kind of cozier environments and space to move around the furniture. It'll actually make the space function better and feel more usable. So So. that way you can clean behind it easier. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So don't push your couch against the wall. Keep it out a little bit so you can get the vacuum cleaner back in there. Yeah, Okay. (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) 
No, but it can create an illusion of a greater depth in a space. If the mm. if your chair isn't pushed all the way in the corner and it's pulled out a little bit, mm. it's going to create the illusion that there's more space behind it, making the room feel a little bit larger. Okay. So that's a little don't for you. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to do that anymore. All then. right. Don't do that. Okay. Don't push that couch against the wall. Okay. All right, and then do uh, use small space furniture. So use appropriately yeah. sized furniture sure. for the room um, is obviously really important. You know, I think one personally though, I think um, using appropriately sized furniture is important, and I think inappropriately sized art makes a room feel more, um, I guess, impressive or larger. So I always like to do really oversized art. Go big art. with the art? Yeah. Oh. I like oversized art in a small room. Because that becomes the focal point, right? Yeah. And that draws your attention instead of how small instead the room is. Instead of how is. small the room is. Okay. So I like, personally, that's a personal <coughs> one. I don't know if that's a technical one. <laughs> yeah. My wife and I like art. And usually if we travel somewhere, we try to find a real cool print or something to bring home. Yeah. I, I agree. I try to keep most of the things on the wall in my house uh, sentimental mm -hmm. in some fashion. So most things are either a picture of something or somewhere we've been or art from somewhere yeah. we've been. Uh, just recently we were in out in Big Sur mm -hmm. and that's beautiful. It was beautiful. The yeah. art was a little steep for our little pockets, mm -hmm. <laughs> but we ended up getting uh, this really cool painting that's maybe four inches by four inch square. Mm -hmm. And I love it. It's mm. beautiful. Um, and what I ended up doing was putting it in a much larger frame oh. with a large mat for it mm -hmm. um, to make it bigger than it is. Mm. But so I the like cost it. per square inch was kind of high on that little piece. Was it was it? a very yes, <laughs> okay, <laughs> at least for my pockets. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I could invest in art. Oscar, my husband, has a little bit more of a challenge yeah. justifying that. Um, he's then an engineer. Working to his spreadsheet. I know yeah. those engineers and their like sensibility. Yeah. I mean. Um, but anyways, I like art, mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so definitely, you know, getting appropriately sized furniture, but not necessarily appropriately sized art. Okay. Is, is a <laughs> do and a don't, um, don't be afraid to put your bed in front of a window. Mm -hmm. Again, this is a furniture one, but I agree and disagree with this one. Okay. I think depending on the space, to me, it's more important. A peeve of mine is, um, when the bed is on on the wall that you walk into the room on. To me, it should oh. always be on the opposite wall okay. of the way that you walk into a room. Okay. So to me, I'm, I care more about that than it being in front of a window or not. Mm. Um, and personally, symmetry is a big thing for me. Yeah. So I'm okay with a bed in front of a window as long as it's symmetrically done. Yeah. So in our newer house, it's an old house that we, it's new to us. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and I took a real big, large rectangular bedroom, which was too big and made it two rooms, a yeah. sit sitting room with a fireplace and big windows. And then, uh, the rest of it's the master bedroom. So in this situation, our bed is centered on a window. Yeah. And I can't remember, I think years ago we had another bed that was, that had a window behind it, but I actually kind of like it Yeah. because we have <clears throat> a real low headboard and at night with the moon shining and stuff, I can just look out across, you know, the trees and yeah. the, the forest and stuff. And I just, I kind of like that. Yeah. No, I have no problems with a bed in front of a window. Like I said, the only time it bothers me is if it's not centered in some way or there's yeah. not some sort of symmetry to the space. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I would say it's definitely not a problem. Um, and it can create a strong focal point. 
Yeah, so a bed's a large object, and that is always the difficult thing in a small space is where do the large objects go? Yeah. So if it's in a kitchen like the one you were mentioning before, a refrigerator is a large, tall object, right? Mm -hmm. So there's not a lot of places that something like that can go. Right. So once you find a good home for that that works with a good traffic flow in the rest of the house, then that's a key element. Yeah. And I think windows are a tricky thing in a house, too, because they have to look appropriate on the inside and the outside mm-hmm. um, and look symmetrical and sensible and, and all that. So I think they can be a really complicated um, item mm-hmm. to place, even when, when a home is being built. Or So you think it's important for windows to be symmetrical on the outside? Depends on where, but okay. in some fashion. If you have, you know, four in a row. On the front. On the yeah, well, even on the back. I don't know if there's four in a row and one is off. That would feel weird to me. Because oh. a lot of times on the sides and backs of homes, they're not as symmetrical. They're not because yeah. you're just kind of laying them out according to the the floor plan. Yeah. But the front definitely needs to be. It needs to project a good image. Yeah, in our old house, one of the bedrooms um, went over where there was kind of a peak in a roof that went further than the upstairs did. Mm-hmm. And so the window was kind of all the way left in the corner. Oh. And it drove me nuts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, at least do one in the right corner, too. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, you could have put one in there. I know. I mm-hmm. wish I would have thought of it. Because yeah. it always drove me nuts and yeah. kind of made it awkward to lay out furniture in that room. Mm-hmm. But um, so another good perk or uh, do for a small space with furniture is to scale down the furniture. Um, so... A lot of furniture you see, especially in a bedroom, can be very bulky or heavy. Yeah. Uh, and going a little bit more minimalist, thinner furniture, thinner lines, things like that can really help a space feel less heavy and cluttered. Yeah. Um, a don't for a small space is overwhelming the room with color. Um, so you don't want to have too many competing colors in a small space, for mm-hmm. example. But I do think a pop of color can go yeah. a long way. Yeah. I think that um, there was a bathroom we did, gosh, years ago, um, and it was all white subway tile and white floor, and then the ceiling was kind of this bright teal. Yeah. You know exactly which one I'm talking uh-huh. about, because yeah. it was very impactful. It was yes. a very small, I believe it was the primary bathroom. It was pretty mm-hmm. small. It just had a standing shower, a toilet, and a pedestal sink, mm-hmm. period. Very classic looking. Very white classic. Subway tile. An old home, but yeah. it was so impactful with that yeah. bright color on the ceiling. And yeah. it just gave you something else to look at that you didn't even notice the I size. Because if you think if that bathroom would have had a white ceiling, mm-hmm. I mean, all the pizzazz would be gone. Yeah. A hundred percent. You'd be looking at a nice classical white bathroom, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't have that. It had no character. That, yeah. Emphasis on design. When I think to that same effect, it had a lot of different tiles, but they were all white. If they would have been three different colors, it would yes. have been overwhelming. Right. So be careful on the selection of colors. They're very important. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hello, everybody. This is the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. Well, no, actually, this is Gary Demas, but we're talking on the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. And I'm with Jamie Broslavsky, our marketing director. And Jamie, what are we talking about today? We are on segment three. Yes, we are talking about do's and don'ts in a small space that can make or break your design. All right. So in the first two segments, what do you think were the most important points that if someone is just tuning in that they really need to know? Well, I think you need to know, do design around your needs. Yep, that's a good one. 
Um, and then also just be mindful of the size and layout of your furniture okay. with the space. All right. Those are probably the A two biggest do, takeaways. And don't put the wrong size furniture in your space. That's right. Got it. Yes. Okay. Now where do we go? Well, I mean, so I think too, you know, kind of going back to kitchen design, um, because there's so much that goes into a kitchen. Mm -hmm. You have to have a refrigerator. You have to have a cooking surface. You have to have an oven, dishwasher, I consider a must, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and a sink. You know, those are, at minimum, you need those things in some size, shape, or form. Um, and it can be really challenging laying out a space like that, you know, especially I think of corners. Corners can be a little wasteful in a Definitely space. Definitely wasteful, yeah. Um, and very tricky to design around. So I can think of a few, though, that we've made very impactful choices with the corners. Um, you know, one small kitchen that comes to mind, we actually put the cooktop in the corner um, mm -hmm. or the whole range in the corner. Okay. Or maybe it was just the cooktop. Was it on an angle in the yeah, corner? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. On an angle in a cooktop, yeah. which, you know, I, I think is something that is needs to be done very well. Um, I've seen a lot of designs where a sink, and I think actually in the before pictures, the sink was in that corner, okay. which can make loading the dishwasher very awkward when the a sink is at an angle mm -hmm. and then the dishwasher is straight. They're kind of competing with where you're standing. Mm -hmm. um, so making design decisions that make sense so that everything opens in a way that doesn't compete with each other. Yeah, I know in, in some spaces where you ha you don't have a lot of counter space and you do put the cooktop or range in a corner. With a cooktop, you can actually set it back in the corner further. Because mm -hmm. on angle, you can go back and then the cabinets can kind of follow it back a little bit so that you have kind of a recess in the cabinetry where that cooktop is. Yeah. So it really helps you get more counter space uh, in a tight space. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think another really great thing, especially that we did in this kitchen, was the client really wanted an island, um, but it was a very small kitchen, and it wasn't quite going to be enough functioning storage to do just a perimeter on one side and an island. Mm -hmm. They needed to have some sort of storage on the other side, but there wasn't enough room to do full depth, so we just did 12-inch depth sure. cabinets with mm -hmm. a little countertop ledge. Um, and cabinets above and it's such functional storage, you know, mm -hmm. even though it's only 12 inches, it's super functional. You still have kind of a drop zone, mm -hmm. um, and things like that. It was even enough that it could have fit a coffee maker or things like that, but it's such functional storage opposed to making that Island a little deeper mm -hmm. and losing all that wall space. Yeah. Um, it made it very functional. Yeah. You can also, if you have higher ceilings, you can go up. Yes. Put transom cabinets mm -hmm. on top of your wall cabinets. And that's the case in the home we're in now. Uh, my previous home had a gigantic kitchen. My yeah. wife had so many cabinets <laughs> and she, there was stuff everywhere. Yeah. So we, we minimized the size of the kitchen in the new space, but it has very high ceilings and uh, real high transom cabinets. Yeah. Now, it's not for everyday stuff, right? You put stuff up there that you just get to occasionally and you got to have a little step stool in the kitchen yeah. to get to it. But at least it's in the kitchen. You know where it's at. Uh, some of them have glass in them, so you can put decorative items up there. There's always, you know, room for, for decorative items in the kitchen. Yeah. So, you know, going up is definitely a good use of space in a small space. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the vertical. And then I think, too, another really 
kind of game changer in a small space, especially a small kitchen, is the organizers and mm-hmm. oh, things yeah. that you can put inside the cabinetry and how you can maximize the storage that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think of the drawers that pull out with the double yeah. storage. Yeah, it really um, basically utensils. makes your drawer twice as big. I mean, it's amazing mm-hmm. how much you can fit in there. And then even the space above the refrigerator, again, using that height. Mm-hmm. Um, and using that depth for the bigger items and great things place like that. for tray storage. Yes, a big tray cabinet above a fridge, I think, is perfect because you only have to be able to grab the very bottom edge of the tray. Yeah, and pull it out. And I might need your help on the lingo here, but doing the type of cabinetry that if it's two doors that open mm-hmm. that don't have the center style. Yes. Without that, you, it creates so much more space yeah. by you being able to just freely use the space. Yeah. So in any of your higher quality cabinets, you're not going to have that center style unless you're going with a real wide cabinet, like 42 inches or so. Mm -hmm. But anything up to a 36 inch in a higher quality cabinet's not usually going to have a center style. Yeah. And it's so interesting because in our last house and our current house, the kitchens are honestly pretty similar. Um, Our kitchen in our last house actually might've been a little bit bigger, but this kitchen has a little bit better quality cabinets, does not have those center styles. Mm -hmm and is set up just a little bit differently that it functions so much better. Yeah. I have empty cabinets. Yeah. I, I have cabinets I don't know what to use because, <laughs> and it's just out of function. Okay, so if you're listening this morning and your kitchen has a bunch of those center styles, you need to call us. We need to fix that, right? Yes. We need to get you some better quality cabinets in there. It'll yeah. change your life, just like you heard from Jamie. I Really? <laughs> and it's funny. It, I never knew what bothered me mm. in our old kitchen mm-hmm. until now I don't have those. And yeah. I'm, oh my gosh, how could you ever live yeah. with those again? I know. <laughs> it ruined me. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, not having those in the middle is a game changer. Doors... Is, probably the single most expensive item in cabinetry. So the reason more inexpensive cabinet lines have these big wide center styles is the doors are smaller. It's just amazing that it makes that much of a difference, yeah. you know, in the cost. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's definitely a, it's worth the investment up front to yeah. not have those center styles, yep. I would say. I agree. Um, but yeah, so you definitely want to consider that with your design um, and those types of solutions inside the cabinetry with the storage Mm -hmm. and center styles, everything like that, you maximizing all the spaces. You know, I think of in our showroom, I think we have four corner cabinets and show four different ways that they can function. Mm -hmm. You know, so we have that traditional lazy Susan, we have the kind of, I guess, pull out ones are almost like bean shaped. It pulls all the way out. Um, we have just open cabinetry. There's, we have drawers. We've designed kitchens where that corner is drawers, which I think is really functional. Mm-hmm. Um, and just again, thinking through all the ways that you can maximize every square inch of that kitchen or whatever space it is. Yeah. You know, another really good way to do that, which people don't often think about is typically the backsplash height is 18 inches, at least on, that was more the, the standard rule. Mm-hmm. So you've got 18 inches of height from the countertop up to the bottom of the wall cabinets. Yeah. Okay, so your primary, your most premium wall cabinet storage space is along the bottom shelf. Because right. that's the easiest to reach. And very rarely do you really need the 18 inches. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times in custom kitchens, that'll be more like 15 or 16 inches. Mm. So you're really gaining more, a couple, two to three inches 
of the most premium storage space you have in your whole kitchen. Yeah. And if you have a tall coffee maker or something that you just can't live without, you need to accommodate that. Figure out how to make that work. But in 95% of the time, a 15 inch uh, backsplash is enough to do anything. Yeah, absolutely. My, in my mom's kitchen, she has cabinetry that goes down to her countertop, mm-hmm. kind of symmetrical on either side of her cooktop. Um, there's some counter space, and then they go all the way down. And yeah. she always says those are her favorite. Yeah. Because she's only 4'11". Okay. So yeah. <laughs> almost none of the kitchen is reachable for her. <laughs> except <laughs> those two spots. Yeah, except those two <laughs> spots. <laughs> right. But yeah, thinking, that, thinking through that. Um, and like you mentioned with the coffee maker, uh, it's funny how much of our kitchen needs to be designed around where we're going to do the coffee. Mm. But it is. It's an important thing. Sometimes they're really big, and some people are very particular about their coffee. I live with one of those people. I know. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. I'm Gary Demas from Dave Fox Design Build Remodelers right here in the Columbus area. And Jamie Blasovsky is responsible for making sure everybody is aware of us. Right, Jamie? That's right. Uh, That's so are my job. you doing your job? Does everybody know who we are? I don't know. Listeners, okay. do you know who we are? <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think large, I hear them saying yes. <laughs> by and large, I do hear them saying yes. Okay. So you're doing a good job, Jamie. Oh, good. All good. right. <laughs> okay. So today we're talking about, if you're just tuning in, designing for small spaces and some of the things that are important to think about and other things that you want to spare yourself from making a mistake on. Yeah, absolutely. So we've covered a lot of different things and kind of some ideas and things to consider. Um, you know, I think we bring this up on every topic we have, but the importance of lighting, yeah. again, is going to be a huge factor in a yeah. small space. Um, and, you know, even embracing sconces, wall sconces, they can be very functional and not take up very much space, uh, depending on how they're done or where they're utilized. But Using sconces as lighting can be very, very functional mm-hmm. as yeah, a light source. Yeah, even in uh, a bedroom or a family room. Yeah, living room. And they can just bring up, you know, bring out a lot of style into the space in a functional way mm-hmm. too. You know, if you walk into a bathroom or a powder room, um, instead of it just having that traditional light above the mirror, if it had wall sconces, um, it not only adds a design element but a function yeah. and can kind of soften the lighting in a small space as well. Yeah. And give you options on lighting. Yeah. So sometimes you would only want the sconces on. Sometimes, like the first thing in the morning, you wake up and your eyes are squinting. Yeah. And my wife hates light in the bedroom. <laughs> I mean, if, if I wake up early and I'm looking at my phone, why you, you got kicked. that light on? Why you got that light on? <laughs> <clears throat> I know. I know. I think everybody has their like morning light, the first light you turn on mm-hmm. every morning that your yeah. eyes can easily adjust to. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't want to walk into an operating room when you first wake up. No, right? definitely not. Definitely not. But there's other times when you do want a ton of light in your bathroom. Yes. When, so, yeah, for sure. Multiple options is important. Yes. Options are key. Um, another don't for this list is don't rule out built-ins. You know, built-ins can sound bulky and invasive in a space, but they're so functional Um, The other great thing about built-ins is, especially if you're having them custom built, is you have control over the depth. Okay. So let's, are we going to talk about like locations for built-ins? Yeah. Because I I mean, I think of built-ins, first thought is in maybe a family room or living room that's smaller. And built-ins are so great because it ends up being that you don't need other furniture pieces. 
and yeah. furniture can be bulky, you know, and mm -hmm. take up a lot of space. Whereas if you have built-ins that houses your TV and kind of all those needs, then all you need is your seating and maybe a coffee table. Mm -hmm. um, you don't need those the extra stuff. Right. Uh, so it can actually save you space in the long run. Yeah. And there's certain spaces, uh, well, kitchens and bathrooms, like if you have a bay window or a, a box bay or anything like that, uh, those are perfect spots for built-ins underneath that window. Yeah. You have storage, you have seating area. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's pretty much free storage space. Yeah, and I think too, you know, them being most built-ins, well, I would think all built-ins have to be customized to your space mm -hmm. um, and customized to your needs. And so the amount of function that they can put into what would theoretically be dead space um, otherwise is really remarkable. Yeah. So in kitchens, I can think of a number of times where a built-on table off of an island mm -hmm. has been a lifesaver. Yeah. Because if people are dealing with a smaller space, but yet they have, let's say, four people that need to be able to eat in that kitchen. Yeah. Maybe it's not their dining room or not to replace the dining room, but you know, for breakfast or who knows what. Yeah. And a lot of times we'll have that request. You know, I want four seats at least. So it, sometimes, you know, if you think about a table that'll seat four, all the space you need just to walk around the table yeah. and for chairs to come in and out, that's eating up a lot of floor space. But if you t attach that table or build it off of the this, this side or the back of an island, mm -hmm. then you're gaining basically about three feet for free because now you don't need walking space behind that table. It's built yeah. right onto the island and you have room for your four chairs around it and it really is a space saver yeah i mean that makes so much sense um i even i think of the we have built-ins in our mudroom which we have a fairly small mudroom mm -hmm. um and for the most part the built-ins are very basic bench hooks you know end of story but there's one area that's only about a i would say maybe eight inches wide and it's just these little cubbies but they all have outlets in them oh Okay. It makes them all of a sudden so functional to mm -hmm. just, we have one of the bins holds the drug treats or, you know, one of the shelves, one of the shelves holds, um, chargers mm -hmm. and everything like that. And one holds sunglasses and all that kind of stuff for going out the door. It's mm -hmm. just it, that little space, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't take up much space in the room, but it holds so much stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so just thinking through with built-ins, all of that function can be really impactful. Yeah. And I just think of all the built-ins we build in our shop. Mm -hmm. It's amazing because those are usually very customized to the space that we have to work with and yeah. the design layout. Mm -hmm. And as we mentioned before, windows and doors where they're placed are objects we have to design around. So a lot of times to maximize your storage space, you've got to custom build something that'll fit in the space that you have. And I noticed we were just walking through our shop the other day, Jamie, and saw some beautiful built-ins that are being built there. Yeah, but it's, absolutely. It's nice to be able to design, customize and design those types of really premium storage in yeah. spaces that are small. Well, and even going back to a living room or family room, for example, if you think about needing a media center, let's say, or some sort of something to put your TV on or put your hang your TV above, if it's not a fireplace, usually people have some sort of media cabinet that's mm -hmm. underneath, but it doesn't typically extend the whole width of that wall. Um, and it's, then it just becomes wasted space. Whereas yeah. if you're working in a small space 
if you have a built-in that expands that whole wall mm -hmm. and maybe expands the whole vertical of that wall, you're gaining so much functionality. And you don't have to clean around the little, clean. little spaces that That's are just That's right. There's no there. cleaning behind and under That's a built-in. Right. There you go. <laughs> yes, that alone is worth it to some I people. mean, yes, it's a whole couple square feet less that you have to clean every time. Yep. Um, but very functional for mm -hmm. sure. So, so definitely don't rule out built-ins in a small space. Right. Um, just design accordingly. Mm -hmm. And then another uh, don't is don't forget about mirrors. Um, mirrors are a really simple design trick that make a room feel bigger. Mm -hmm. um, and they also, depending on how they're laid out and work with each other in a bathroom, for example, um, can make a really big difference. I have a friend who moved into a home that had these really pretty little mirrors over the vanities. It was a double vanity in a, in a primary and just had two standard mirrors. Mm -hmm. And she had replaced those with two, I think they were maybe 36 or 40 inch round mirrors. Oh. And oh my gosh, the space tripled in mm -hmm. size. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was just amazing. And it gave visual interest to the space too yeah. with the round. So definitely don't forget about the mirrors, not only the reflective nature of them, but the shape of them and mm -hmm. the impact they yeah. can have on a space. Yeah. Yep. And the frames, you know, we use a lot of framed mirrors. Yeah. And that becomes a real focal point in some cases. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And um, so if we complement that with some really nice sconce lighting, well, yeah, a huge you really sequence. got a thing going there. Yep. <laughs> um, one more do that I always, I think is a good one, depending on how you use the space. If there's an opportunity to do so, um, bring your backsplash to the ceiling instead of just bringing it to the cabinet height. Even if it's mm -hmm. just a little bit on one side that could go all the way to the ceiling, I just think it really elevates the look of the space, draws the eye up, and just makes it feel more elegant. Okay, so the typical spot for that might be above a sink. Yeah, above a sink. If there's a window above mm -hmm. a sink, and instead of stopping your backsplash at that bottom of the sill, run it all the way to the ceiling. Sounds good. Okay, so you've been listening to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. We hope you enjoy our radio shows. We uh, enjoy doing them and talking about remodeling because that's what we do every mm -hmm. day. And it's fun for us, isn't it, Jamie? That's right. So you can reach us by uh, emailing info at DaveFox.com. You can always go to our website, which is DaveFox.com. We have tons of information there. I invite you to look there. Go to DaveFoxRadio.com if you want to download any previously broadcast shows.